With one hand, we reach back to the tried and tested principles which have dethroned principalities and powers. And with the other, we reach forward to the purpose, the power of God for a new generation. for a faith boost just for a faith boost right now keep praying in the holy spirit don't don't be seated unless you need to if you need to that's fine but if you don't let's stand in reverence to that name which is going to drive out these sicknesses from these bodies created in his image are you ready so i want to see this lady the first time she was on this platform, show me what happened. Okay, it'll take him just a second. Get it? Okay, there. Oh, look, you were with her. I didn't realize that. All right, Diana, you were with her. Come up here. Because 2023 is still here. For 29 more days, agreement is essential, and God does Sudden miracle. Okay. So he came. She came up here. Now show me the after picture of me. There. That's how she got up here. Now look at her. She's in seven-inch stilettos. Walking up these steps. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Can I just say this? I am thankful for some women and some men who are coming back into, if you're going to see the king, go ahead and dress like it. That's right. Okay, I'm having you stand here in proxy. In proxy. I don't want people depending on me. You understand? There were, there were services I laid hands on upwards of 10,000 people in one service. But I, I'm trying to get away from people looking, you know, to a man. Right? I'm not, I'm not saying I won't ever lay hands on anybody because I will. But I'm saying, if you can get it without me touching you, you've got a greater opportunity to keep it because your faith has made you whole. I need to say this. I need to say this to and through Elisa. To and through. Put your hands on your belly, please. Whatever belly you got. As big as a peanut. Lay your hands on your belly. Yeah. 
as you have striven, as you have held on, thereby get ready. There is a door of gospel opportunity about to fly off the hinges and great will be the blessing thereof, says the Lord. I, I thought I just gave you a word. I thought I just gave you a word. Somebody shout, and Columbus shall be saved. Here's what I want to do. I want you to stand in proxy for all these people. And the reason is because you just come off. Your husband had cancer. We know your condition. No one could ever look at you today and say that's the same person. Well, let me tell you something about this woman. Now, I'm not, I'm not browbeating. Please don't. Pastor Chris brought it up, so I'm just piggybacking on what he said. Give me this camera right here. There's something that God commanded that we cannot look past. Whatever is keeping you away from, out of God's house, hear me, is not worth it. God is a God of people and a God of places. You cannot get at Beth Aven what you can get at Beth El. These are places, house of. This is a house of salvation, of healing, of deliverance, of blessing, and not cursing. You and your family need to get into God's house. This lady, those were her children earlier in this service. How old are they? 10 and 11. 10 and 11. They're beautiful, by the way. Uh, well done. Well done. Uh, this woman comes from Michigan. She has never asked who's going to be ministering. Ever. 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 She and her husband and two children drive from Michigan. Wednesday night, Sunday night, Sunday morning. When God gives you your life back, and you know it. Now, I'm going to say this out loud. Joni and I say it all the time. There are some folks, God needs to let that north wind blow on a little bit. For those of you that don't come on Sunday night, you don't know what that means. The north wind is the wind of adversity. The wind of struggle. And some folks just, especially in America, hadn't had any. 
You, you, you never struggled about where your next meal's going to come from. Most of you have never laid in a hospital with a diagnosis you have to die and cannot live. Most of you have never been handed your child and told they have an autism spectrum disorder, put them in an institution, forget they were ever born. You haven't struggled enough. Therefore, you have this cognizance that God's important, but, but not that important. Not, wait, not to the point of having a plan. Well, I mean, my kids, um, you know, my kids, um, I mean, they have school on Thursday morning. Okay, so you put them down for a nap after they came home from school, right? So they could be ready to be in the house of God on Wednesday night. Oh no, you didn't do that. So you didn't have a plan. Now you have a plan to get them to Little League. God bless you, God, you've got a plan. But not about church. Isn't this good? I said, isn't this good? All I'm telling you is, I'm not blowing her up. I'm just giving you an example. You want to throw your proverbial walker away and walk in stilettos up the steps? Or you want to go on like y'all? You want your kids up here testifying? Because I'm sure they're at home doing their homework at 8 o'clock. Oh, no, they're in bed by 8. I know, so you can watch your TV program. I was a parent, too, you understand? I've been there. From Michigan. What time do you leave your house on Sunday morning? By 4 a.m., by 3 5.30. Up by 3 a.m. to leave at 4 a.m. I'm just going to say it. If I'm God, I'm moving you to the front of the line. She didn't say she got up at 3 a.m. to go to work. Because in your mind, you get paid for that. I'm going back over here where it's safe. Up at three. Some of y'all complained because you had to be here for choir rehearsal at 7.30. You're just four and a half hours behind. Some of these blessed students in their 20s My God. and can't get from the dorms to church on time. a.m. Why? To leave by 4 a.m. Right. To leave by 4. And uh, does she look like she got dressed in a phone booth? No. Does she look like she's going to a picnic? No. 
or does she look like she's going to the house of God to meet with King Jesus? Leave the house at 4 a.m. 4 a.m. Drive how far? How long? Four hours. Four hours one way. So if it's four hours and you left at 4 a.m. Right. That means she's here at 8.30. And if you ever were, you would see that she is. Because she's right there at this altar by herself. Praying. Every Sunday of the world. Right there. Do you have a position here? No. No. Do you get paid here? No. Four o'clock. I'm not telling you to get up at four o'clock. I am telling you when you make a commitment to be somewhere, be there on time. Just be on time. I'm going to have you stand here. I'm going to lay hands on you. And the power of God. I knew a little boy one time. He walked past one of those, uh, uh, you know, power things, you know, that just look like a big metal box. He walked past it. He was 10 feet away from it. 10 feet away from it. And that thing shot electricity through him. 10 feet away. Rushed him to the hospital. I said, what happened? They said that thing arced. You about to have an arc. Right? I feel like I'm in the 1200 seat building right now. I'm feeling anointings like I felt back then. I'm strong enough. Give me this mountain. You ready? The other thing they said to me, I said, what made that thing do that? What made it do that? They said, it wasn't grounded. You, therefore, being rooted and grounded. Stomp your feet. Stomp your feet. You better mean this. Everybody, everybody. I am rooted. I am grounded. I will not be driven by my own flesh out of where I'm supposed to be. I am rooted. 
I am grounded. I will make a plan. And I will bring glory to God. Now shout because it is so. We bind. Get ready, get ready. There's about to be an ark. Ushers, are you ready? There's about to be an ark. This thing's about to jump all over here, all over you, watching, all over Elkhart, all over City Harvest Network. There's about to be an ark of the power of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. If you believe it, shout and do not stop. Here it comes. Start shouting, I got it. In the name of Jesus, be made whole. Take it in Rob Parsley.tv. Receive, receive your healing. Receive your deliverance. Receive the answer to your prayer.
You may be seated. In Genesis 1, 2, and 3, God had a plan. Say, God has a plan for me. God has a plan. A plan to bless me and not to harm me. John 10, 10, the thief came to kill, steal, destroy. But King Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and life more abundantly. Now God's plan took a hit in Genesis chapter 3. Why? Rebellion. So humanity was given a decree, a law by God. Adam through Eve stepped out of what they knew to be God's word to them. Of every tree in the midst of the garden thou shalt eat, but of the tree in the midst of the garden of the tree of life, of the tree of good and evil, thou shalt not eat. For the now that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Did not mean cease to exist, although that was part. It meant to be separated from the life force of God. God loved them so much that he banished them from the elegant garden of Eden with flaming swords. They were kept at a distance because if they would have eaten of the tree of life, they would have lived forever in that separated state from God. But God had a plan. In Genesis chapter 3, he said, I'm going to make a propitiation. I'm going to step into this situation and make a plan. Now here's the plan. To the serpent, he said, upon your belly shall you crawl. They still do. Every time you see a snake, just say, praise God. He told them to crawl and they still crawling. He told you to be blessed and so just be blessed. He said to the man and the woman, he said to the man, by the sweat of your brow and toil and labor shall you dig in the earth and it'll bring forth thorns and thistles. Do you have to do anything to get weeds in your garden? God had a plan. You want good fruit, you have to learn how to take care of it. First of all, you have to be patient. Most fruit trees don't bear their first fruit till the seventh year. The seventh year. So you have to be patient. Number two, you have to be willing to be pruned. That means let God cut the mess off of you. I had some beautiful trees, and I, I, wasn't, I wasn't faithful over them, mainly because I liked the way they blocked my neighbors. <laughs> and they got overgrown with vines. And those vines tangled. So I was wise enough not to try to climb 100 feet in the air and detach them. I just cut the root. 
And now this week, I cut the roots back in August, September. And now, I can just walk down through there and pull off on where that root was cut and watch it detangle from 100 feet in the air. You have to be willing to be pruned. Let God cut the junk off you. So, he said to the woman, you, to the serpent, you, to the woman, he said, you, pain in childbearing will increase. Anybody that's had a baby that knows that prophecy came true, shout now. That's what I thought. You don't just walk in there, whoop, there it is. Nothing like that. I've been there. I've seen it. I don't want no more of that. It was hard on me. <laughs> you did this to me. Get away from me. <laughs> so he said to the woman, that's, that's going to be something difficult. And then he said to the serpent, I'm going to send a seed. You better get this. Galatians chapter 3. Everybody got it? Good, because I don't. Galatians. Galatians. Galatians chapter 3. Verse uh, 12, I believe. Verse 12. No, verse 16. Verse 16. Now, I'm going to give it to you. Maybe they have it up here. Help me. And the choir, you'll have to kind of look up behind you there. Galatians 3, 16. Now, listen to this. I want you to get this. All right. Remember, this is from the Passion Translation. Remember the royal proclamation, decree, law, that God spoke, decreed, declared, the proclamation of God spoken over Abraham. Boy, this is so And to Abraham's child. Everybody I know misquotes it. They say Abraham's children. You can't just read the Bible. You have to read the Bible. Didn't say Abraham's children. Said Abraham's child. God said that his promises were made to pass on to Abraham's child, not children. So who was the promise? Who was the covenant made to? Only two people. Nope. Nope. To Abraham... And 
Abraham's child. Not children. This is what your Bible says. Not children. Then it answers the question I just asked you. So who is this child? You ready? It's the son of the promise, Christ Jesus himself. Not to Isaac. Not to Jacob. Only as they became participants in bringing forth the legacy of the lineage through King David, David, that would produce the king child. Not Martin. The king child. Jesus. Every promise in God's word is available and unalterable because it came through Jesus to us. So much for folks that don't want to look at the old covenant. Just wrecked your world. Every promise, even the Abrahamic covenant, comes to us through that child born on Christmas morning while angels sang happy birthday and shepherds showed up to see if it was true. Those same angels that are responsible to see to it that every promise that was given by God and ratified by the blood of Jesus gets to you. But you'll never get Abraham's blessing with the Thomas kind of faith. You got to see it and touch it. You'll never have it. If you realize every promise of this book is available to you and guard available to you through the blood and guarded over for you by the angelic hosts of God's kingdom. As you, I'd grab a hold of it with bulldog tenacity and unrivaled faith. Shout, I've got it. This was the plan of God. This means that the covenant between God and Abraham was fulfilled in the Messiah and cannot be altered. You're not going to change God. You're not going to change his word. Not going to change his promise. Not going to change his covenant. The only thing you can change is let that change you. That's it. That's it. That's it. Listen how strong this is. Cannot be old. Yet the written law, because they were arguing, what about the law? You know, the letter of the law that kills. Not the spirit of the law that gives life. 
The written law was not given, not even given to Moses until 430 years after God had signed his contractor covenant with Abraham. So how in the world is the law going to supersede it? So he goes on and says, the law then does not supersede the promise since the royal proclamation was given before the law. You legalists. I've learned in recent days, legalists are only legalistic against what they actually have a problem with. So they try to make a law out of it to try to help themselves keep it. Rather than just loving King Jesus with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, and living in the Spirit. You live in the Spirit, you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. The lust of the eye, the pride of life. The lust of the flesh. So, I just thought I'd speak to you for a few minutes regarding God's plan. This is God's plan. Every promise is yours. Yes and amen. Watch. Not because of anything you do except have faith in what he did. Well, it seems to me like you're giving people a license to sin, not to save people. Because saved people don't want to sin. Saved people don't sit around and say, how close to the world can I get and still make it to heaven? Did you catch what I just said? Because if you think real close, you probably said something real close to that this week. Why can't I? I have a right. Dead people don't have rights. Why would you trade the husks of this world to please some stupid people on the internet you don't even know or like? Live for Jesus. Live big. Live large. Live bravely. Live strong. Live unmovably and undenied of the promises of God. Woo! Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.